0: what is up team welcome back to the show it is Q&A time once again so today we have a solid blend of questions between like some coaching slash business related um, some nutrition related and weight vest related so let's go ahead and get right into it first question we have is how did you deal with imposter syndrome if applicable when you first went fully online I, I like this question because this is one I get a lot and I know this is something that I struggled with a lot. So for me, um, I really started, like the online business really actually started growing in like 2017, 2018. Or that's when I should say that's when I really started attacking it and it's 2018 when it really started growing. But first I'll say the imposter syndrome, which for those of you that don't know, is basically <laughs> feeling like, hey, I'm stupid people don't actually know that I know way less than they think I do um, maybe they like i'm good at like putting up This front like i'm super knowledgeable on social media, but actually I don't feel very smart at all Um, and people are eventually going to find that out and i'm gonna get laughed out of the industry or something of that nature I know that's how I felt for a long time still feel like that a lot of times. Um but For me literally so the online business that we have now Is something that I had envisioned and wanted to create for a long time. But there was like three to four years there where I was just training people in person. And I was always like talking about how this is something I was going to do in the future. But I was always too scared to pull the trigger on it. um, Because I felt like an imposter. I just didn't feel ready. And I wish I would have started way, way earlier. It was like there was literally like three years where hey, I'm working on my website, and yeah, eventually I'm going to get around to posting on social media, because I know these are things I needed to do, but I'm just not doing it yet. Um, So it did hold me back for a long time. I remember the thing for me, like the biggest difference maker was, and t- t- tied within this a lot is uh, one of my mentors for a long time, Cody McBroom. So for me, like one of the biggest difference makers was this dude was someone who I started listening to his podcast, and he kind of had like the coaching company that I wanted to have and I felt like our like approach to things, our knowledge was pretty similar, but he like somehow had this coaching company that I wanted to have. And I thought this dude was like 35 at the time. Um I think I was like 24 or 25 when I really started like putting things out there. Um and I thought he was like a good ten years older than me. And then I remember listening to one of his podcasts. It was like his story and I found out he was like four months older than me. And I had been using that as my excuse for not taking action for <laughs> for so long. Like, yeah, I'll probably be where he's at when I'm like 35. And I was like, fuck, like, what have I been doing? For something about that it just made a click for me. And then um, I, hired, I hired Cody. And that was, so basically like uh, to go along with this, I had started to realize more and more that probably every great coach has imposter syndrome. And I think that if you're a coach, And you're telling yourself, like, fuck, I have imposter syndrome. I just don't feel confident enough yet. It's like most every other situation where the, like, to require or to create drastic change kind of just requires getting uncomfortable, right? It's the same thing as so many of you listening to this who, like, hey, I'm gonna wait until my life isn't busy to finally transform my physique. I'm gonna do that at some point. But yeah, I'm just not quite ready yet. Or, like, I don't have the finances in place to hire a coach. Like, I can think of, I literally have a list of people who I've been in touch with since like 2017 Who maybe we hopped on a call to talk about coaching they'll still hit me up like every Six to eight months Yo, man, i'm definitely still gonna hop on board with coaching soon Um, I just gotta like get this thing right first. I, I really really need it I'm, just waiting for this and we've had the conversation. It's and if you're listening to this you know who you are It's time to take action straight up because it but again like you can easily spend years and years and years in that same place. Well, fuck, I don't feel quite ready. I don't feel quite ready. I don't feel quite ready. And again, like like well, these people have literally been like, hey, I just gotta wait till I feel a little bit more comfortable where I'm at financially, or I have to wait till I get a little bit more comfortable with the, how hectic my life is, right? Like things are crazy right now, but it'll for sure settle down. It's like, yeah, maybe when you're 65, 70, your life will settle down, but you're gonna have a long wait, right? Same thing here, like if you are a coach, Waiting to not have imposter syndrome You're gonna have a long ass wait You're probably never ever gonna start putting stuff out there because again, it's I think that I know for me personally the times when I didn't have imposter syndrome Like I remember when I was an in-person trainer There was like a six-month period there where I I literally remember thinking Hey, I think I know everything I need to know (laughs) about fitness like um calorie deficit equals fat loss people should probably get some protein in like let's train squat hinge lunge, push pull and we're set right and to me now it's mind-blowing that i ever thought that like and even like the last the last one to two years i think i've learned more than ever before and like since since then what i would say that was like five years ago Like since then i've just It has really struck me how much left there is to learn and how much we still don't know. Like, if you are aspiring to be a great coach, you should always be learning, right? Like, you should never have the attitude that, hey, I know everything. So thus, you should always be learning from people that are smarter than you. And you probably will consistently feel like you don't know enough. Like, people that I have on this show literally make me feel so stupid. (laughs) It's like, holy shit, there is such a gap between how smart you are and how smart I am. But the thing to understand from there is because you don't know as much of those of, as much as the researchers does not mean you can't be a good coach. And that's another interesting thing I've seen is like so many people that are incredible researchers that are so many deep, are so deep in the science aren't by any means the best people at applying this to individuals and tailoring programs and methods in the style of your communication to actually helping people like and that's what a coach does we take this research we simplify it down and we help actually apply it to people which is kind of where the gap is right like we're translators of all these complex topics to the everyday person chasing above average results and that's like where we come in So first and foremost, like feeling like you are as smart as like like Eric Trexler or someone who, to me, that podcast specifically, I was like, holy shit, (laughs) you are so much smarter than me. But again, like now I think Eric's a great coach too. So that's not speaking to my example earlier, but you get the idea. So you should always be learning from people that are smarter than you. Thus, you should feel like you still always have a lot to learn. And you'll probably always have imposter syndrome. So I think the flawed thinking here is like, people thinking that it's a bad thing to have imposter syndrome that you have to get rid of it before you can take action so I know for me um again when I started to like learn more and like when so after I heard that podcast um coding podcast that was when I hired him um and I started to see more and more like uh, and I eventually got into his mentorship and I know like one of the things I realized there and I'm gonna backtrack this in just a moment but one of the things I realized there is like when I went to my first quote-unquote mastermind I was terrified to go because there were, what, 12 other coaches that I had followed on social media, maybe it was 11, um, and I thought they were all, I was like, damn, all these people are so much smarter than me, they all like, look super cool on social media, I'm kind of like an awkward dude, um, man, How <laughs> they're literally going to laugh me out of the room, then I went there and realized that like there wasn't this knowledge gap that I thought, Like we were all kind of on a level playing field the difference between me and the people that were were where I wanted to be was they had consistently taken action. Like they all had these same insecurities. They all had this imposter syndrome that I had and still have, but they were better than I was at the time at taking action and working through it. And that's really like the biggest thing. Now, straight up, some people that are in the coaching industry, probably need to have a little bit more imposter syndrome than they do because there's absolutely just some garbage ass programs out there and people that are just taking advantage of people and making money because they're great marketers but if you're suffering from imposter syndrome honestly it's probably a good thing because you're probably not in that camp so again like I know for me when I started when I realized this it was okay I have to put myself in a situation where so basically you can break this down to the two main things that were most helpful for me First, I have to put myself in a situation where I almost kind of like it burned the ships. Like I've realized now that this is normal, but I'm still not taking action. So this, at this time it was what, 2018, um, I had been kind of growing my online business, picking up a couple online clients here and there. I was also training at a big box gym, um, a lot of clients in person. So I basically had to put myself in. A, I finally came to okay. I have to put myself in a situation where I have to force myself to act <laughs> in accordance with what I want. And this is an idea we talk about a lot with clients as well. Leveraging situations like uh, people think that. Some people are just more motivated, some people just have more willpower, and that's why they're like more successful than others. And again, we talk about this with our clients all the time. This is a big part of why our clients are so successful, because it's not like, hey, you just need to try fucking harder this time. It's okay, what can we do to make the actions that you need to take the ones that are also like the easiest to take? And I, I looked at that for myself and I was like, okay, I need to grind right now. I need to put out content. I have to start growing this thing if I ever want to get there. But right now I'm comfortable. I am at the gym. I know I don't necessarily want to be like working at a big box gym long term. I do want to build my own online coaching company. But I haven't been able to get myself to take consistent enough action. So basically I had to burn the ships. So for me that meant, okay, I quit the gym. I had to non-compete, which is a whole nother topic. But uh, within, I believe it was like a 60 mile radius of where I lived. So I couldn't train anyone in person in that radius. So for me, that completely took that option of training training people in person off the table, right? So okay, I have to train people online. From there, um, I also invested more in Cody McRoom, which was to kind of mentor me in business and life. And at the time, the investment was massive for me. It was well over half of my monthly income that I was paying him. So this really meant that for me, I literally didn't have an option but to make it work or literally like at, at that point I think my credit card was like n- almost maxed out already I had zero savings so literally if I wanted to eat if I wanted to be able to pay my rent I had to make it work and it did which it's probably again terrible financial advice I say this every time I tell this story but for me again my back was finally against the wall so much that okay I I like I don't have any choice, but I have to make this work or my credit card is gonna bounce. And I know like that for him, my first payment did bounce and then like the next day I had like added a couple clients and I could pay it. And then after that, we were good. But I'm so glad I did that. It was a terrifying situation, but it's one of the best things that I've done. Second, the second thing that's been the most helpful for me here, um, I think a lot of coaches feel insecure because they know the science, but they also know they don't fully walk the walk. So I know for me at the same time, I was, I felt like such an imposter because, as most coaches know, most everyone that comes to work with you wants to get lean, right? Now, for me personally, I felt like I was telling a lot of people that I could help them get results that I'd never been able to get for myself personally. Most of my clients wanted to get shredded, and I had personally never been there. And that drove me crazy. So I set out to, and again, like at the same time, Cody was coaching me through both the mentorship and um, doing my training in nutrition. So I just, I determined, okay, I'm fucking sick of telling myself I'm gonna do this thing and not doing it. And that's very much like, uh, well, actually, we'll get, this is another tangent we'll get into in just a moment. But for me, I committed to, okay, if I don't want to feel like this anymore, I have to get to a condition that no matter like what the client who hops on board wants to accomplish, I can tell them I've been there, right? So for me, that meant I have to get shredded for a photo shoot and not just like, hey, I'm pretty lean, but literally to the point again, like it's like, okay, I'm basically bodybuilding stage level lean, right? Um, and for me accomplishing that, and actually going through that process and knowing that, okay, this was a nine month process of me, and that was my first photo shoot that I did. This was a nine month process of me getting ready for this first shoot. I fucking crushed that I was so on point I um I know that I didn't leave anything on the table for me that built my confidence up so much because while I love lifting like all other coaches do um I hadn't been that on point with my nutrition for or not consistently. So for me, that was such a big thing that built my confidence so much because that was such an example of for me. Somewhere for the longest time, I felt like in my life I was just letting myself down, letting myself down, letting myself down. And that's a lot of a lot of new coaches that hop on board with us now. We take through the same journey where it's like I feel like an imposter because I don't necessarily feel like I look the part or walk the walk like I'm trying, but i just haven't been able to get there and again i feel like i'm promising my clients results that i can't get and if that's you in that situation i would hire a coach invest in someone to help you get there like i feel like we have like three coaches that are doing a photo shoot right now shout out to julie who just wrapped up hers paul his is coming up on monday kathy scott hers coming up in two weeks here but it's truly such a powerful thing and i know for me like (laughs) with those two things especially like at the completion of my photo shoot That was really when things started to take off with our company growing and it wasn't because people still like oh shit jeremiah shredded now that's so dope like truly i don't think that anyone cares (laughs) i don't know if you'll care or not but um about your abs and like how you look on social media and that doesn't really have that much to do with it right like our coaching company isn't built on the way that I look or the way that Andrea looks, it's built on the fact that we're both great coaches and we get people results or we help clients get themselves results, I should say. But for me personally, that was such a confidence boost because I could finally say that I've been there. And that's why still like anytime time I want to learn a new method of coaching. Um, I want to learn a new way of training program periodization. I'm going to hire the person that's best at that. Because I know for me still, the best way to learn something is to live through it, to actually be coached through it personally. So um, yeah, for me, when it comes to imposter syndrome, those are the two biggest things. I know like, again, after that photo shoot prep, my confidence in myself and my ability as a coach and my client's results leveled up so much because there is truly a difference. And even from like the, the art of coaching, again, most people know the science of getting lean. Most people haven't actually lived through what it's like to get shredded to get ready for a photo shoot so actually having lived through that and done that successfully you can so much better meet your clients where they're at and coach them through the process but to sum this long ass tangent up um first i would say you're probably never going to feel as smart as everyone else you follow that's okay second if you're a coach you need to look at are you truly practicing what you're preaching are you living up to the standards that you are setting for your clients with how you handle your own nutrition, with how you handle your own training, with your stress management, all these things. Because I think that's really the biggest place where imposter syndrome, um, outside of like the knowledge gap between you and the researchers, I really think that's one of the biggest things that holds most people back without them even realizing it. Um, And I think that is all I have on that question. All right, next up we have, what happens when you work out three to four days a week but don't follow a nutrition plan. So here, I love the analogy that training is basically the gas pedal, and nutrition is kind of the fuel in your tank. So, let's say you have this car, you're sitting there and you have the pedal all the way to the floor, but you forgot to put any fuel in the tank, right? You're still not gonna go anywhere. And that's, so here, best case, is you could kind of accidentally get decent results if you just so happen to be doing some things right with your nutrition, right? Like maybe, hey, um, I tend to kind of intuitively eat right around the calories I need for this certain goal. Um, I tend to like, I just kind of accidentally get enough protein. So okay, maybe you are gonna get decent results, but things still aren't gonna be as dialed in as they could be if you're following a specific nutrition strategy. So you're still leaving results on the table, even in the very best case. But what I'll say is what happens in 99% of people is you don't get any results at all, <laughs> or you have very, very, very slow results. Because again, like people think that building muscle, specifically when it comes to building muscle, people think that this is, because fat loss is almost exclusively nutrition, but even when it comes to building muscle, people think it's just, hey, I go train hard, and I build muscle, right? But it's a whole ecosystem of things that cause results. Building muscle is only the stimuli that kind of kicks off this cascade of events that eventually can lead to building muscle. But even before that, like how well you're fueled going into your training session is gonna make a massive difference in how hard you're able to train and how well you're able to apply the appropriate stimulus to actually stimulate new muscle growth. After that, where your nutrition is at, the food that you're taking in, the amount of calories that you're eating, plays a dramatic difference in how much muscle you build or if you build any muscle at all or shit if we lose muscle if we're in a negative net protein balance like your nutrition makes such a big difference here and i'll say for most clients who hop on board with us um like so many more intermediate to advanced people especially (laughs) this is almost like a pandemic in itself so many people and this is very common in coaches also (laughs) even relating it to my story like so many people love to train and just crush themselves in the gym and even know a lot about training. But, and they probably even know, like, hey, I should be eating about X amount of protein. I should be like controlling my calories. And like, so many people will hop on board with us and, hey, okay, so like, I eat pretty healthy. My macros are right around these ranges. Um, my calories are right around these ranges and we'll say, okay, cool. Like that you know, sounds like you're pretty on point. Let's do this nutrition assessment. So basically the nutrition assessment we do with um, new clients is we allow you, or we have you let us get access to your food logs. You track everything you eat consistently for the next three days. And then we can also look back through your history. And then what we'll see is like, okay, well, these are the macro targets that were set in your tracking app. You've been tracking like one to two days a week. Um, and when you do, you're still like under the protein targets, or you're over or under your calorie goals, and there's always a huge disparity between the two things. So again, for most people, the biggest thing we do, and this is why I love training so much and the art of program design so much, but this is why we're nutrition coaches first and foremost, because that is the biggest gap for most people, and once we get that on point, again, it's like you go from, (laughs) <laughs> okay, I'm I'm driving. I'm trying to put like diesel in, and I don't actually know how this how well this would work Okay, let's say water you've been putting water in the gas tank to your car and let's say for some reason cars can like run hella slowly off of water and um, Now okay, I finally put in the right kind of fuel in my tank. And it's like oh shit Like I maxed out at 15 miles per hour and now I can go like 90 or 100 Uh, these car and gas analogies using ethanol the other day and it's kind of kind of shitty too but i think you guys get the idea um it's such a massive difference in the results you're capable of seeing very similarly when it comes to fat loss and this is like where i talked about like building muscle some most people can at the start build a bit of muscle without having the nutrition on point but results will stall out pretty quickly that said when it comes to fat loss if your nutrition isn't on point and align with your goals you won't get results period so it's even bigger here and this is again like so many people many uh, there's another subset of more intermediate to advanced clients that so will start with us who have built a decent amount of muscle but they haven't actually um, ever been lean enough to kind of uncover said muscle to quote-unquote look like they lift so and that's again because they haven't been paying enough attention to their nutrition. So maybe it's like, hey, I know I need to eat a lot of protein so I consistently have like a big ass serving of protein four to five times a day. Cool, so I've like had adequate protein and I've been able to build muscle because I've been in the calorie surplus for a long time. But again, now I can't get lean enough to look, to have the physique I want to and uncover all this lean muscle that I've added to my frame. So again, it's okay, let's get you consistently tracking. Let's make sure that your calorie intake your macronutrient intake aligns with your goals. And that's where the magic is. But so many people, and it, it is a, it is a, like the solution isn't that complex. It's basically, again, though, like, why would you, you are just wasting so much time spinning your wheels and you're choosing to waste so much time spinning your wheels if you're not following a smart nutrition strategy. And again, what I would say, if you're here, if you don't know what to do, or if you know what to do, if you're someone that knows what to do, and you still haven't taken action on it consistently, invest in a coach, hit the link in the show notes, apply for coaching with us. Because the thing that we do, very similarly to what I talked about before, that's more leverage on yourself to force yourself to act, because it is a financial investment. It is us holding you accountable every week and every day to follow through to what you've committed to. So suddenly, your back is against that wall a lot more. (laughs) It's a lot more like the pain of not changing, of not falling through with what you committed to. is suddenly so much greater than if you're the only person that's holding yourself accountable, than if you don't have any skin in the game. Um, And again, I think that's all I have on that one. Final question we have is, weighted vest, N equals one preliminary results. All right, so the weight vest has been an interesting one. For those of you that don't know, that haven't kept up on this, um, I've been wearing a weight vest basically replacing, actually I've just been wearing a 14 pound weight vest, so I guess it's no longer replacing all the weight that I've lost, but been wearing a 14 pound weight vest for, well, four weeks now. um, To basically at the start, it was replacing the weight that I had lost the body fat over the course of my cut so started my cut at 232 after a year of intentionally gaining 25 pounds and trying to build as much muscle as possible during that time so now i've gone from 232 to 209 and i'm what in my last couple of weeks of the cut i think we're gonna get to about 205 and call it there um but again The idea here is basically replacing body weight loss with weighted apparel will help keep your metabolism faster because a lot of the calories that you burn and a lot of the calories from metabolism come from the fact that just moving your body takes energy, right? And the bigger your body is, the more calories it is gonna take to burn like per unit moved, right? So like me walking, so for example, me, if I weigh 232 pounds and I go walk 10,000 steps, I'm gonna burn a lot more calories than me at 210 pounds walking 10,000 steps, simply because I have to move a bigger body through space for all those 10,000 steps. And similarly, while we're at rest, um, we're also gonna be burning more calories, again, just because it takes more calories to maintain a larger body. So the idea of wearing this weighted apparel is, again, basically we are adding back most of the weight that I've lost via this weight, so my metabolism will stay quicker, And I should be losing weight a bit quicker. So at first, I really didn't think the juice was worth the squeeze as far as the weight vest goes. I will say like the first week and a half to two weeks, I didn't see much of a difference at all. Outside of my feet really hurt. um, And my low back and my hips, it was kind of brutal on. So also on, I'm wearing it for what, a half to three-fourths of my daily steps. I am wearing it standing at my desk six hours a day. So that was quite a change. And again, like the first one to two weeks, I was like, fuck, I don't know what I just got myself into committing to this. But, and I didn't really see my weight or loss increases either. But since then, weight or loss has increased quite a bit. So my, weight, my rate of loss was, for the first couple weeks wearing it, it, had, it was right around one and a half pounds per week. And since then, it's bumped up a little bit too close to 2.25 to 2.5 pounds per week. So rate of loss has increased pretty consistently. Um, so I'll say the results are still out as far as the weighted vest goes. Um, I am still not sure that this is something that I would necessarily recommend to a client unless it was someone in a very similar situation to where I'm in. Like, hey, I'm um, I'm I work from home. Uh, I love to nerd out over the shit of this, and I'm willing to, like, even if it is a 5% increase in results, I'm willing to go through, like, all the inconvenience of wearing a weighted vest six hours a day, every day, in exchange for that. So I would say, still, like, I don't think that I've seen enough to recommend this to anyone, but it has been an interesting experiment so far. I'm stoked to see how these last couple weeks of this fat loss phase play out. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's an interesting concept for sure. I'll say also. But the other benefit of it is potentially that it's thought that your body kind of senses, your body sensing this increased weight on your bones. It's potentially thought, and we only have rat rat studies that seem to show this. But it's thought that a lot of your appetite is actually related to how much weight your body senses on your bones. So. As we lose weight or lose body fat, hunger will kick up a little bit. As we gain weight or gain body fat, um, hunger will decrease a little bit. And that's kind of like one of the ways that your body maintains a certain body weight and body fat. So um, here, again, by wearing this weighted apparel and standing, and this is why I'm standing at my desk six hours a day. So my body can consistently like, sense that extra weight, and it's thought that that is part of what, regulates appetite so i will say hunger there's definitely at the same time the rate of loss increased hunger kicked up which does of course make sense hunger hasn't been too high at all for having lost what 23 pounds now definitely was a bit of an uptick with that increased rate of loss which of course we would expect and again that's probably just a product of losing weight a little bit quicker so it's hot but again um as a whole it's been very very manageable so Again, results are still out. I can't say for sure that I would recommend this to anyone yet, but I am definitely going to drop a podcast and a very in-depth blog on my experience with this, my thoughts, once the fat loss phase is over. And that is all I have for you guys. So if you enjoyed this show, if you took value from this, do me a huge favor, take a screenshot of this podcast on your phone right now, share it to Instagram, tag me at Jeremiah Bear. I want to connect with you, and thank you for listening, and you're really helping me grow the reach of this show. Alright, as always, thank you all for tuning in.